0: Before we start today's podcast, The Truth About Ageing wish to acknowledge that this episode has been recorded on the traditional lands of the Ghana people. We pay our deepest respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We acknowledge the Ghana people as the custodians of the Adelaide region and that their cultural and heritage beliefs are still as important to the living Ghana people today. everyone and welcome to the Truth About Aging podcast. I'm your host, Kate Helmore. Each week we'll be unpacking your questions about the aged care sector, discussing how to age well, grow old and make informed decisions. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the podcast. This year is Very quickly coming to a wrap, and I thought it would be beautiful timing for us to take a moment and reflect on the year that has been. I am a really big fan of using moments like the end of the year to really take some time to step back and reflect on what you've achieved throughout the year, how the year's been, what's been challenging, what's been good. And also to plan and set intentions for the new year. I think there's something really powerful about using these opportunities to be really intentional about how we choose to set our mindset. And this goes, you know, whether you're 13 or 93, you can really use these moments to pause and reflect and be intentional about what you want from the next year and I guess how you're going to achieve that. So today we're going to step through five different questions. Now, these might be questions that you ask yourself. These might be questions that you share with a loved one and that you sit down and debrief through together. I think as we've touched on in a number of other episodes, one of the beautiful things about sharing these things, particularly with someone who's elderly in your life, is sometimes they're not given the space to really stop and reflect on what's going well in their lives. And it can be really nice to share that conversation and that reflection together. So as much as it's fantastic to do it on your own, I think if you have, I'd encourage you to share that experience with someone as well and to challenge them by asking them these questions. So question number one, what has been your highlight of 2021? Now, it might be more than one thing. It might be more than five things. It could be really as many things as you want it to be. But what have some of the highlights of 2021 been for you? Number two, what have some of the most challenging moments been of 2021? Now, I think it's important to stop here and really think about what that means in terms of challenging moments. I think it would be remiss to use these opportunities to just reflect on all the really good things and the warm, fuzzy, sunshiny fits. Life is challenging sometimes. And whether that's sometimes physically challenging, emotionally challenging, mentally challenging, there's a lot as we age that become more and more challenging in a way. And that might be from losing loved ones to losing parts of your independence. It might be things getting physically harder It might be needing to rely on others a little bit more than you used to. It can be anything really, and there's no right or wrong answer to any of these questions. It's really for you what you reflect on as being some of the more challenging moments of 2021. Number three. Now, this is coming off the back of the couple of episodes we had with my mum in the space of positive psychology. What are you most grateful for in 2021? Now, the word grateful might not resonate with people. It might be something that you're thankful for, something that brought you joy. But what is something that you can reflect on or something that stands out to you that you're grateful for? And again, this can be as big or as small as you want, or as big or as small as meaning to you. It might be that your health was pretty good for 2021. It might be that you still have your driver's license. It might be that you got to spend some beautiful time with your friends and family. It could really be anything that you can reflect on and think, you know what, that was a really good thing and that made me feel really grateful. So what are you most grateful for in 2021? Now, shifting into forward planning a little, we're going to move into... 2022. So question four is what are you most looking forward to in 2022? Now, again, this doesn't have to be anything amazing, big and flashy. It might be something small that you're looking forward to, but it could be anything from an upcoming specialist appointment or a new swimming class that you're joining or the arrival of a new grandchild or great grandchild It could be joining a new book club. Could be anything that you've got coming up in 2022. But what's something that you're most looking forward to? And number five, what are you going to prioritize in 2022? So this one, I guess, sometimes takes a while to reflect on and really take a moment to think about what you want your priorities to be. For some, it might be getting more active. It might be eating a more balanced diet. It might be challenging yourself to get out more socially and engage more in your community. It might be helping out your neighbors more. There's really anything, anything that works and resonates with you as a bit of a goal or something that you're going to prioritize in 2022. And I guess just to explain the rationale behind this, if this is something that you're doing with a loved one, part of this, what are you looking forward to and what are you prioritizing, having goals and things to look forward to in the near future can be such a huge driver for the elderly and also for any of us really in terms of looking after our own mental health when there's things that we have to look forward to, that we're working towards, a reason to get out of bed in the morning, it really does help give us that extra boost from day to day. And by using the end of the year and the starting afresh of new intentions and new goals and new priorities, it can be a really important time for you to share that discussion with them so that you can also help keep them accountable throughout the year. And I hope you know it's coming, Grandma, but we will be sitting down and doing this together as well because it becomes something that then throughout the year you can check in on. So I know for this year particularly getting to exercise classes was something that we were working on and it's been great that I've been able to check in with Grandma along the way to say, right, where are you at with that? And it took us a while to get there but she ended up booking in and ended up going weekly. Now it's looking like it's going to be increased to twice a week in the new year sharing those goals together and sharing things that you want to prioritize really helps get someone alongside of you and helps keep you accountable as well. And again, having things like that ahead, having goals and priorities bigger than yourself really helps your mental health and gives you a reason to get up, get out of bed and go and achieve those goals as well, which is something that you can do at any age. So there are five main questions, but the one that I wanna tack on to the end of that, which is something that I only recently started doing the last few years, but I've found hugely beneficial, is with all of those things considered, all of the answers you've given for the previous five questions, what is your word for 2022? Now, again, this can be challenging to really try synthesize it down to a single word. But I know I've found when I take the time to really find a word that resonates, it becomes a bit of an anchor for me to come back to throughout the year, that when things get a little bit crazy, when things all feel a little bit off track, I can really come back to that word as an anchor and refocus and reprioritize on, no, these are what my goals are and this is how I'm going to achieve them. So for example, my word for 2021 was present. I think after all the craziness of COVID in 2020, spending more time at home, spending less time running around being busy, I really reflected on how much I enjoyed the slower pace and being more present with the people around me and doing the things that I love. And it's really resonated with me this year to be able to come back to feeling present when things get a little bit crazy, when I'm stuck between certain decisions I can come back to that word and go, okay, how do I best prioritize being present? How do I be present? So as much as it might sound maybe a little bit woo-woo for some, (laughs) I think it can be really helpful to have that grounding anchor word for you to come back to, whether that's present or grateful or calm or strong or driven It can be anything that really works and resonates for you. And my guess is the clue will be in the answers to the other questions that you've answered as well. There's often a theme that comes about from those that really helps kind of pull together. And I think by synthesizing it just into one single word, and for me, maybe taking it a step further, I have that word printed out on a board in my room so that every day I'm reminded of that goal and that purpose and that focus for me this year. So if you feel like taking it that far, I absolutely encourage you to do it. I am also a massive fan of putting together a vision board but certainly not gonna force that on everyone. But I think when you have a daily reminder of what you're working towards and what you wanna achieve, it makes it so much more doable. And when all things get a little bit much during the year, and you start to lose sight of what you're working on, it's a really quick visual reminder, or even if it's just the word, a really quick reminder of what your goals, what your priorities, and what your focus is for that year. And as I said, doesn't matter if you're doing it as a teenager or if you're doing it in your nineties, it really can apply for all of us. And I think it's such a beautiful thing to do, particularly as we age. It doesn't mean that it's any less important for us to set goals. We might not be setting goals around getting a new job or starting a new career or enrolling in a new degree, but (laughs) there can still be goals that you set for yourself. And if anything, they're even more important as you age to keep you focused on the things that you have control of and the things that you can still prioritize and do for yourself. So in summary, five questions are number one, What have your highlights been of 2021? Number two, what have been some of the more challenging moments of 2021? Number three, what are you most grateful for in 2021? Number four, what are you most looking forward to in 2022? Number five, what are you going to prioritize in 2022? And lastly, all these things considered. What is your word for 2022? I really hope that this episode is something that you can engage with either yourself or with a loved one. It really can be a quite empowering exercise to do, and it really doesn't take too long either. Even putting aside half an hour, preferably an hour, but putting aside some time to stop and reflect on write the questions down, have a think about your answers and set some plans and intentions for the next year. Because the more we do this and the more we share that with each other, the more we can keep each other on track and lift each other up throughout the year as well. So that is today's pretty short and sweet episode, really just around reflection and planning and setting intentions for 2022. Thank you so much as always for joining me. We only have a couple of episodes left for 2021 and then we'll be taking a bit of a break over January and coming back to you in February. Thank you as always for tuning in. It is a real pleasure putting this together for you all. As always, you can find us on Instagram at The Truth About Aging or on Facebook at The Truth About Aging Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you get something out of today and I will speak to you all again next week. Bye.